Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughn, and you're listening to Chris's Comics. Issues. I'm just so happy with them, man. Like, I've, so I've got the two future versions of my two favorite characters there. Mm-hmm. I've got issue one of Seth MacFarlane's Spider-Man, which was my first ever Spider-Man comic I read. Oh right, okay. Um, so that's why. And have you ever read MacFarlane's Spider-Man? No. He wrote and drew it, and it's fucking dark, man. It's, it's, Is it the same Seth MacFarlane I'm thinking of? The creator of Spawn, yeah. 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 Um, you can see it yeah yeah I mean the art is fantastic he's not the greatest writer it was a very dark tone book um, and that's kind of why it took me a while to get into reading Spider-Man comics because that was my first exposure to it <laughs> that's and I was like yeah. oh I don't know if I like Spider-Man comics because it's like it was like a Batman book but it was really weird um, and then below that I've got the Michael Cho variant oh no Chris Samley variant of uh, Shazam Beautiful cover. Just because I love that cover. Yeah. I needed a Shazam up there as well. Um, the Gotham Academy got is Gotham signed. Academy signed by both writers, Becky Cluden and Brendan Fletcher. Um, issue one. But I love that series as well. It's a shame it's come to an end. Is that, an, a, is that the real Infinity Gauntlet? Infinity Gauntlet issue one, yeah. I've got the entire run of Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity Watch and Infinity Wars. All the Infinity ones I've, I've and got. And Infinity because I found it on uh, Facebook. There was this dude in Blackpool selling like his entire comic book collection, and he wanted nothing for for all the Infinity ones. And I was like, I'll take the lot. And I, I drove drove up there that Why day. What the fuck? It was obviously honestly, mate. If you go on Facebook, like there's Facebook shops, you know, buy and sell. Hmm. You can find people that are selling comics that have no idea what the value is worth. Like I got a first appearance with the Batman Who Laughs. You know, that Teen Titans metal yeah, yeah. book. I got it for like less than cover price, two quid or something. You know, you, on eBay it's you know fifty quid now. You know, but I don't understand when you've got like I get it if you're selling like, your kids' comics and whatever. But, but it's his it's, collection. It's his yeah. collection. How does he not have any form of knowledge about this? Trust me, mate. You go to their houses. This guy's living in Blackpool. That says it first. <laughs> Honestly, some of the places I've been. I mean, to pick up that glass cabinet, I went to Scam, I think. Oh, and... don't go there. <laughs> no, I mean, I went. I had to go around about twenty roundabouts to get to his house. And uh, yeah, you go to these places, and it's sort of Jeremy Carr material. Do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't really know anything. They just think comics so I yeah I just prey on that weakness and take advantage I, do, I just wonder how like <laughs> comics bleed into that area of existence yeah. you know what I mean like <laughs> where, where, uh, where you can't where you definitely have only got those houses you're picturing I know I'm picturing it now it's just like 
Maybe put it this way white beige wall um, they've got a flat screen TV yeah the biggest flat screen yeah, TV flat screen I've ever TV, seen but the, the the couch looks like it's originally from it's a leather corner it, well it look, yeah it's leather yeah. corner that's probably been used on one of them porn mm. sites you know with a casting couch <laughs> you know it's one of them hand-me-downs they've got that weird laminate floor in that MDF floor <laughs> um, where the, you can hear the dogs <laughs> clicking about slipping everywhere <laughs> And then, yeah, it's in the front garden, and this is no word of a lie. I walked through the gate. It was one of those houses that, like, you have to. Their, their front door is their back gate, and you've got to walk through their back yard to get to their front door. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I kind of think. And yeah. like, yeah, this, yeah, no, I do, this I do. yard had like twenty rabbit hutches in there, <laughs> all like, piled on top of each other, and like dog shit all over, like the you know the stone floor. And I was just like, oh my Why God. do you get like, more than one? Fuck no. I mean, when the rabbit dies, you just get another rabbit. You don't have to get another hutch as well. Know, maybe they're breeders or something. And then, and then you've got the PS4. They've yeah, got the actually, PS4. this place we're talking about, this place, I went all the way and bought their PS3. <laughs> <laughs> Off their son. And a lovely couple. Lovely um, salt of the earth couple. Where was this one? Did they, look like, was... did they look like the mum and dad from Fighting With My Family by any chance? I've not seen that. Oh. But they were like, you know, nice nice couple, but yeah, living in the shit. That's bit. always the thing. Like, there's a 50-50. They're either going to be really nice, mm. and, and basically the minimalist people, they're not, they're not slaves to um, objects, even though they do have a flat screen telly. It's the, it's the rest Honestly, of it. Honestly, their not telly bothered about. was the biggest telly I've ever seen in yeah, my life. Yeah, but they're more bothered about, bothered about the screen being flat than the lawn being flat. Then mm. they don't give a shit. But, Speaking of flat, oh. let's talk about the earth. Oh. <laughs> How's that for a segue? Ah, that's, now, that's a brilliant segue. <laughs> I, I want to address, before this podcast starts, I mean... <laughs> We're already five minutes or so in, and we haven't introduced anything. So yeah, uh, my name is Chris, and this is a podcast about comics. With me is my resident special guest, Mr. Jay Bidet. Hello. Um, so yeah, I want to address some serious allegations made against me by the Nerd Cool Underground podcast. Um, it's a well-rounded so argument. I am being painted, falsely, as a flat earther. For those that don't know what this term is... It's that I believe... I'm going to admit, this could be manipulated. I was about to say, I could easily quote you right <laughs> now if you carry that sentence on. <laughs> There's people that believe that the Earth is flat. Now, I honestly don't think that these people exist. Surely not. But any, anyway, I'm being completely earnest here. I do not, <laughs> I do not believe that the Earth is flat. I mean, I'm... Now, Jay Leal from the Cult Underground... And Leo Legacy does a string of lovely podcasts. The lovely lads, but recently they've painted me out as the villain. <laughs> I was once the golden boy, the thunderbolts, and now I'm this weird character you're that, the, that thinks that the Earth's flat. So Jay Leal on, on the podcast Nerdcore Underground said, uh, just I think just like a flippant comment, like just to make conversation. Um, Wakefield's a flat earther, you know, to Field Mouse, the co host. Yeah, no. And he didn't know whether to take him seriously or not. Um, and then he texts me on Instagram and asks me, Jay, Jay says you're a flat earther. And I just responded with that, like, 
I didn't even think those people existed, so I didn't reply. You didn't answer the I question. Answer, I, the it's thing a is, politician's answer. <laughs> the thing is with me and Phil, obviously, he asks me questions and he's like, you never answer my questions, I just like deflect them. And oh. I said, I like this character that you're making of me. <laughs> but now it's just spiralled into something else entirely. Now, there are shirts being made <laughs> in America, in Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> with my face on. Saying flat earth, what did it say? Gravity is a lie. Yeah, gravity is a lie, which flat is the earth. best. <laughs> that's the best line. It's, it's incredible. I mean, I never thought that all those years ago when I discovered their podcast via Instagram and I bought some of their merch because it was cool, it was like horror themed comic booky merch, you know, started a relationship with them, become bros over, you know, over social media. And now, my face is now on one of their shirts. Wow. How weird is that? And it's on the shirt on the other side of the world, which yeah. I don't know how you can... <laughs> you can't even comprehend that, can you? No, I just... Uh, being an earnest man, to quote the Blink 155 part, I love this and I love those boys, so yeah. I mean, it makes it... it, it it's a back and forth. You've got to mm. remember, for, for a few months, we definitely had people believing that they count everything in cheeseburgers. Mm. Like that's the li- that was their currency over there in that particular town. <laughs> yeah, love it. I just wanted to uh, to to address that. Do you think anyone owns a car over there? <coughs> Have you ever noticed that when you listen to their pods? Every so often, if if there's any background noise, it's always a bike. You know, like a motorbike. There's no cars. They never talk about their own car. Leo gets a fucking train. He says he gets a fucking train. Phil Mouse has a passion wagon. What's a pat? What? <laughs> a passion wagon, yeah, like, like, a, like a love wagon. Oh yeah, does he? He's never yeah. talked. Does he talk about it? I've never heard him mention that he even drives. Yeah, oh right, yeah. I wouldn't. Even, I, honestly, I've got my in my head. I picture him getting about on like a tandem bike together. <laughs> I think that's probably what they picture us getting about. No, on, no, they're on the tandem bike, but more like you know, like Smithers and Mister Burns and The Simpsons. So Field Mouse is at the front pedaling away. And then at the back, Leo's like pretending he's peddling, and actually <laughs> he's smoking a joint. He's just smoking a joint. <laughs> he's, he's on. He's busy designing flat Earth shirts <laughs> on, on his phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's talk about comic books. Yes, there. that's, that's why we're here. Um, so I've got a little bit of news to talk about first. Then we're going to talk about the books that we've been reading. I'm going to let you sort of have the floor this episode. Well, I say that, but I'm probably going to talk a lot as well. Only because last episode I just talked at you about what I read. But I, I haven't read much. No, I haven't read much. Because I was listening to the episode back and I was like, oh shit, I didn't even ask him what he read. It was just I hadn't me. read any. That's why I, I did come. I have agreed with you. Or I've, I, I'm, it's going to be It's a bit similar. Again, okay. I've been having trouble getting. I'm, I'm fairly up to date to a degree, but we'll see. That's fine because um, we've got a lot to talk about. Mm. Um, our book club is going to be Astonishing Spider Man and Wolverine. The um, when did it come out? Let me see. Have, it you got it there? Yeah, it's in there. Um, I thought you said it was quite recent on the last. It part. was 2010. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 2010 miniseries from Marvel Comics, Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine, written by Jason Aaron, art by Adam Hubert. It was a six-issue miniseries. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that in, in a little bit. But first, let's talk about a little bit of comic book news. So I don't know if you know about this. Go. But DC are cancelling Vertigo. Um, they're going to be cancelling uh, DC Inc. as well. 
uh, which has only just been launched, I think. Is, I was about to say, I don't um, know anything on DC. I'm pretty sure I read a Catwoman book on that label, Free Comic Book Day one, and it was odd, to say the least. Right. Um, so, yeah, they're going to be streamlining their labels now. Essentially, DC Black Label is going to be replacing Vertigo, because uh, Vertigo was like the edgier yeah, content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It was launched in 1993. Was Vertigo always part of DC, or was it its own thing that they... Ended yeah. up swallowing. Yeah, yeah, it was always its own. Um, it was like a a DC imprint right, kind yeah, of right. thing. Um, so yeah, but now they're just going to have they're going to launch DC Kids, which is like ages eight to twelve. Um, obviously, DC Mainline is going to be like ages thirteen plus, and Black Label is going to be seventeen plus. So yeah, I mean eight to twelve nowadays. That would sort of mean you say that Catwoman could get a tits out because <laughs> kids today they just they they've. I've, I've been threatened by a kid with a knife who was about seven years old. You know, they're a lot more older. I don't know what the kids' label's going to have on it. But if they get rid of Vertigo, mm. anything that's currently being printed on Vertigo is it just going to be transferred over? That I don't know. I mean, I'm I've been reading Hex Wives, which um, is on Vertigo. Um, that's wrapped up now, I think. Uh, but they hinted at a volume two. So I'm guessing that's just going to be on Black Label. So I'm reading American Carnage, and I don't think that's like it's on uh, it's on issue nine now, and it doesn't seem to appear to say like issue nine of twelve. Mm. I don't think it does anyway. So I I'm wonder, wondering how long that's carrying on, but if that will move over, and does that mean like Young Animals is back, isn't it? Because Doom Patrol yeah. just came out this week on the Young Animal one. Yeah, I don't know about Young Animal whether that's like. Because they got Wonder Comics as well, and Wonder Comics. You got the fu- yeah. So I don't know whether is that's... that just like like just like a subsection, like just yeah, to say I like think so. it's like a, a way like of hinting fun- to people that these comics are all kind of more closely linked together. Same DC universe, but the yeah. characters are all yeah. more closely together. Yeah, because basically Vertigo, they could do stuff with there was essentially Elseworld tales, couldn't they? With the, with the main property characters like Batman and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but now they're doing that on black because I think black is going to be elsewhere stuff not in main continuity right so yeah there was that um, also a uh, bit of Marvel news Doctor Strange is getting cancelled on issue 20 I have not been reading it but strange nah. um, well the, the first run was really good but I was reading before I quit my job and I keep meaning it's, it's, what was it called the days of magic magic days are over or something like that uh, it was really, really good, and I got to like the final, like the next and final six comics of that run, and I quit my job, and I keep meaning to pick the trade up to finish it off or find the singles, but that was boss. But I haven't heard a single person talk about Doctor Strange the comic. Well, Doctor Strange this run is um, wasn't it like Doctor Strange in space or something? Oh, that's what. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. He's the uh, Galactus's right hand man, isn't he? I don't know. He's, he's the new, um, what's his name? Herald. Herald, yeah, he's the new Herald of Galactus. Yeah. Why? Why make, what? he's Doctor Strange, you don't need to make him the Herald of Galactus. Weird. Something else that was weird that came from Marvel, I don't know if you saw this, but Marvel were posting all over their social media. Um, the countdown. Like, the countdown, the Spider-Man oh, countdown. God. Right. So, first of all, all it was was a picture of a number four in Spider-Man's wedding, right? Which was the stupidest so, number to start with. Everyone... Well, yeah, why would you start with number four? When you've got... 
You would literally have a team, unless you thought, this will throw them off the scent without thinking of the repercussions of, this will fucking piss them off when it's not Fantastic Four well, and Spider-Man together. This was the problem, right? So they posted the picture of the Spider-Man number four, nothing else. Mm-hmm. Everyone goes nuts. Oh my God, there's going to be a Sam Raimi Spider-Man number four. Loads of people saying, you know, stuff like that. And other people said it was going to be, um, he's going to be back with the Fantastic Four for a, like a, mi- a mini issue run. Loads of theories. Yeah, flying four. Around. Four is a very open number in the Marvel comics world. And then the next day, a number three, three. comes out, and everyone's like, "What?" So it's a countdown. Okay, so it's some kind of weird countdown. So eventually, when it gets revealed, it's this weird video that they post of J.J. Abrams and his son. Saying they're going to be writing a six-issue Spider-Man miniseries, it's like weird flex, but okay. <laughs> it's just like who does, right? does anyone does care? Does anyone ask for this? Yeah. Does I anyone mean, really care that the director of Star Wars and Star Trek is Star going Trek? To be writing a Spider-Man miniseries with his son? Mm, okay. I, know. I mean, it's Spider-Man, so I'll read number one, but. Whatever. It'd be like doing a countdown, like starting from. I'm trying to think. We do a countdown of fucking from seven. If we do a countdown from seven, and all as you can see is logos of various heroes and in DC, and you're going, oh, is this going to be some like mad Justice League shit? As it's counting down from seven, and we get to the end, and it's Ron Howard is going to do a seven-issue run of the Justice League meets Happy Days because he was once in Happy Days. It's like, and no one asked for this. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's different, but who the, who the fuck gives a shit? Yeah, really odd. Um, moving on, bit of news from DC. Well, I uh, actually found this out from Tom Taylor's Instagram. Um, this is pretty incredible. Um, so... Deceased issue one was the number one selling comic for May. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so the top five uh, best selling comics for May was Deceased issue one at number one, Doomsday Clock issue ten at number two. Obviously. Um, Batman Last Night on Earth issue one at number three. Uh, at number four, Savage Avengers issue one, and number five, The Batman Who Laughs number five, which is weird. Um, no, because that's shit. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's not shit. Well, it's been very up and down, but I, don't, I find that quite odd that like it's mostly Batman who laughs is above like Amazing Spider-Man or something like that. Do you know what I mean? I know. Like, we've... I mean, Amazing Spider-Man is bi-weekly, I guess. But uh-huh. notice that Batman's not even in there. No, yeah, Batman's dropped yeah. off completely. Flagship. But yeah, so Tom Taylor's stoked on this, and obviously DCR as well. Um, yeah, so over um, two hundred and fifty thousand sold of issue one of deceased. I'm pr- like I said again, pretty I- impressive number considering that number two, Doomsday Clock, was a hundred and just under one hundred and twenty thousand. Oh. So big numbers for DC. I did like again using my little domino powers. Picked up the last issue of uh, Batman, not Batman Who Laughs, uh, last night. What's it called? Oh, uh, last. Yeah, Batman Last Night on Earth. Yeah, I managed to get one of them. Is is I'm, you know why they're going to put Vertigo into the Black Label? By the way, because at the moment the Black Label is just the Batman label. Yeah, because they, I mean they've just brought out Superman Year One, which I'm not touching with a shitty stick because it's drawn by John Romita Jr. 
And it looks oh, fucking really? garbage. But, but isn't... Oh, year one, not Earth one. No, year, yeah, one, year yeah. one. Oh, so they are bringing out other heroes. I was going to say, I can't wait for the, the Dark Booster Gold story. <laughs> I'd read that. <laughs> but yeah, um, so Deceased is such a, a runaway hit. Um, I mean, we're going to talk about it in a bit. I'm mm. absolutely loving it. Um, they're they're going to bring out a oversized DC special uh, with Mr. Miracle, Big Barda, John Constantine, Mr. Terrific, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. So some real like what? C-list characters here. Yeah, to do what? What's that got to? I don't get what that links to deceased with. Well, it's in the deceased story. Like, right. like I'll show you the cover right here. Nice cover. So you have got everybody. Oh right, sick. Everybody right there. Um, and the cover is by Ryan Souk. Um, yeah, that's going to be cool. So deceased, big hit. Yeah, issue one of deceased makes it the second highest selling comic of the year. Just behind Detective Comics issue 1000. Do you think, though, not to knock, take any merit away from the story or the creative team behind it, but was it not kind of hedging like some of its uh, purchases off of horror fans looking at those covers and the story itself? Well, yeah, I mean, I will admit that's the only reason why I latched onto that series was because of the horror movie you've got zombie fans the horror movie yeah, the Walking Dead's finished now by yeah. the way so oh yeah wasn't well, that just like a surprise yeah apparently, to, apparently they just turned on and go oh that last issue last one yeah yeah apparently um, Kirkman didn't tell anyone it wasn't solicited nothing um, he just released issue like 193 some weird number you'd think it gets 200 or something uh, and then that was it so yeah um Apparently, Marvel are bringing back Marvel Zombies as well. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I kind of, I kind of I, I see where you're coming from there. But let's be honest, horror variant covers aren't going to like push the sales t- to that extent if the book's not that great. No, no, true. I'm just saying it does. It helps. It, yeah, it definitely helped. Um, so yeah, that's I, that's going to be cool. Um, so Laura Bragger is going to be doing art on that. She did Superior Spider Man. I know. Spider-Man. She about it. DC Bombshells um, and Derek Robertson. He's the co-creator of Trans Metropolitan and the Boys. So that's going to be pretty cool, I reckon. Uh, there's also a Harley Quinn Poison Ivy six-issue mini-series coming out in September. Yeah, that's going off... Isn't that coming out of... Um, Heroes in Crisis. Yeah, that yeah. was one of the only good things to come out at the end of that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, written by Jodie Hauser. Now, I... Don't like Jodie Hauser. She did Stranger Things, Doctor Who. Oh, did she? She's not a good writer, in my opinion. No. But the art looks really nice. It's by Adriana Mello. She does Star Wars, or is that a dude? I don't know. Um, they do Star Wars, Birds of Prey, Witchblade on Top Cow. Um, what Top Cow? You've not heard of Top Cow? It was like a, a an, an image comics imprint in the nineties. Like no. what introduced me to sort of like. Um, uh, Jim Lee esque, Michael Turner are you know like Witchblade, Fathom. Have you not heard of these? No, I'm just picturing like a cow down an alleyway with like a purple vest on and a little hat flicking the coin and top cow, <laughs> the most believable leader of the gang. The logo was actually like Udders as well. Yeah, just uh, very much a. Uh, like a 90s an adolescent thing. thing for me like that, that sort of like 
was my sexual awakening, the stuff on Top Cow. Well, udders! <laughs> yeah, udders just, woke you up. Are you a, are you a veggie, mate? This should be the last <laughs> thing you want to be sucking on is some cow's udders. So yeah, this Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy thing. I'll read the... Um, synopsis. The synopsis. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy both went through serious trauma as a result of Heroes in Crisis, in which Harley was accused of mass murder from... And Ivy was killed... Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> and, and Ivy was killed and reborn from a seed... Now it embarks. Now it seems that inseparable pair will embark on a road trip to figure out exactly what they mean to each other. Starting this fall, Harley and Poison Ivy, number one. I has there ever been a comic where Joker and Poison Ivy go at each other for over Harley? Uh, not that I've read. That's what I mean. I yeah. feel like that's a really. That's a, a completely untouched. Everyone, there's all all the like surface fanboys are like, oh, you know. But when you see on Facebook, it's like, oh, cu- couples goals and puts about you know Joker and Har- and Harley. But like real true heads are like, no, it's Poison Ivy and Harley. Yeah. But Joker and Poison Ivy haven't really, really had it out as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean. Issue. T- I know it's a different universe, but the end of issue two of Deceased. Have you read that? No, I'm only on issue. Only done issue one. Oh, have you? Yeah, a oh, little right, bit okay. behind. Well, something happens. Thank you. Something <laughs> to do with that. I'll, I'll, that's all I'll well, say. Well, no. Is, has anything happened? Like even in the Injustice universe, has anything happened there? I don't know. Other than Superman just punching his heart straight out his spine. Yeah. So this, spoilers. This. Uh, Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn book is going to tie into DC's Year of the Villain thing. Mm. Now, I saw this while I was going around the shops today. Loads of really nice looking ver- uh, variant colours as well. Uh, like a Gorilla Grodd on one, Harley on another. And I was tempted to pick them up, but I was already at my kind of like cash limit on one I had let myself spend. Yeah. Um, I've already gone over by the fact that, oh, mate, I'm full trunkler now. <laughs> you're right. going to be storing stuff oh, in the booth of your no. car <laughs> right I only went to get there's a new Freddie Mercury pop out right Right. it right. looks sick I right. fucking love Freddie Mercury and I said to Eva can we not get that and she visibly got annoyed at me <laughs> like like, I'm, like it's, I might as well have just took a shit on the carpet like how annoyed she got on the train no so fine okay and then I thought right I'll get it today and then while she's at while she's um, while she's in work on Saturday, smuggle it in the house. I'll smuggle it in the house and hide it and put it somewhere like, <laughs> like I did with the. She hasn't still hasn't noticed the flirking. Um, and as I'm looking for this like this subtle Freddy that I'm gonna buy, subtle Freddy sounds like a sex movie. Yeah, it's a fucking subtle Freddy. Um, what do I see? But all the members, bar Nikki Six of Motley Crue. Oh, God. On offer for a fiver each. Oh, that's dangerous. And I was like, I can't leave them. So I've picked them up. I'm driving home <laughs> with these three pop bands going, this is out of control. Where am I going to put these three dudes with a fourth on the way? And then Freddie Mercury. So oh, they are now going to have to You're stay. You're in trouble. I am. I don't, know what I'm, 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 I don't know what to do. I don't know where Shit, to fucking man. put them. She's gonna, I don't want to hide Motley Crue. You're going to have to be a full-on trunkler and just keep that shit in your boot until you find somewhere. Oh, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. I, did, I always listen to the Do trunkler. you even have a, lo- a loft as well that you can put them in? Or no, nothing like that. Covered you, under the stairs? Anywhere? That's where my two bikes are. Mm. I am going to sell them soon, though, but still, it's, mm. it is getting out of control, and I still haven't got my Freddy. And I want a Kevin Smith. 
Yeah, for people that don't know, we're referencing um, a co-host of Bat Force Radio podcast called The Trunkler, who um, stores all of his like Batman statues and merch that he buys in the boot of his car. Americans call the boot of the car trunk, trunk. right? Which is another weird Americanism. I mean, I'd, put, I'd, put, I'd, I'd go as far as to get a shed in my garden, but I've got a front-facing garden straight on the street. Like, yeah. I've, I've got, it's got to be in the house. So. <laughs> I feel so sorry for you when I'm sat in my own room oh. full of nerdy shit that I'm I know, you've got, your own, you've, got your own, you've got your own nerd cave. I, the way, where I'm living, it's that just, at the moment, is impossible. I'm counting down the years till we move into a bigger place, but until then, I've just got to be the trunkler. I'm living the dream, man. I know. I'm loving it. <laughs> Especially that, that fucking Spider-Man is sick. Yeah, man. I've got um, an Iron Man one on pre-order. It comes out in October. It's um, it's an Endgame one. What? And what's um, he doing? Is he like going to do the click? Or No, no. I think he's like flying or some shit. Um, yeah, the Marvel Diamond Gallery statues, they're called. And they do, they, they do everything, really. They've just brought out a Batman Who Laughs one, which is really nice. They do comic book stuff, and the ones that I'm getting are the um, the Marvel movie ones. So, you know, so far I've got Thor from Infinity War. Which, by the way, the scene that it's representing there, where he's holding Stormbreaker in the air, mm. we don't actually see in the movie. Because notice the, the background is the sort of the thing that he stood on there. Oh, yeah, that's from that's, the factory. Yeah, that's where he gets made. And in the film, we don't. We just see a little hint. Is of that it. in the eight minutes extra footage? That... Release the Snyder cut. Oh, <laughs> mate, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Right, I. So, oh. Wait, before you go on a tirade about that, fuck me. Just let me carry on my conversation about the Marvel Diamond Gallery statues because they're beautiful. I you want a fa- sponsorship so bad? I got, I got Thanos. Um, great, obviously Iron Spider, um, and I've got room for like three or four more there. So I'm gonna get like the core Avengers. So. Obviously, I've got Iron Man on pre-order. I've pre-ordered the Hulk uh, Thor Ragnarok one. He's got oh, the gladiator armor on. That's oh. been really hard to find, by the way. I like, can't imagine that being A, small, or B, cheap. Yeah, it's a big bastard. And to be honest, they're all the same price, 50 quid a piece, which is... Actually, 50 is not bad. ...pretty fucking reasonable for a nice-looking statue like that. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, where you've just been, in Liverpool, Worlds Apart, they had one in one of the cabinets... And I had my eye on it for ages and I just didn't have the funds. And then the day that I got paid, I was like, right, I'm going to go and get that fucking statue. Mm. I was like, well, I'll call them up first just to see if they still got it. It had gone. He was yeah. like, oh, mate, yeah, I'm sorry, it's gone. I was like, can you order in another one? No, we don't know what's coming in. Diamond just sell, they just send what they send. Diamond! Fucking diamond. So I pre-ordered it on Amazon. So whenever Amazon, get fuck it. knows when they're going to get it, I'll get it sent to me. And then I want to get Captain America... Now the only one I can find is from Infinity War, where he's got like the Wakandan shields and his beard and his longer hair, oh. and it's cool. But I want classic cap. You, do you want know the, what I mean? The shield. Don't I want you? America's ass holding the shield. Yeah. You know, like so. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that they release one from Infinity War, and not Infinity War Endgame, because that's a nice looking classic. Even if he had it, but it was like a broken shield. Yeah, just like so. Yeah, on. that's my uh, that's my plans for my statue shelf over there. Well, if I'm lucky, I might get room for a statue to put in the glove box of my car. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't even fit a pop in there. Rubbing that salty wound in. <laughs> so, yeah, that's about it for the news. Um, oh, in other news, uh, Tom Taylor, 
Tom King and Dan Slot have liked and retweeted my post recently. So, have they? Just dropping some names there, well, and I'm getting DMs from Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman. Yeah. Well, well, Start yeah. mention that. <laughs> yeah, but what are you what, what are you posting? No, to I'm get just, well, I'm just posting stuff about like you know reviews on their comics and that I'm listening to because um, Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman have got a new podcast where oh, they, do they discuss their Venom run, oh, right. Venom run, They're like Q and A and stuff and director's commentary basically on every issue. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm loving that I'm getting this interaction from these creators that are like. It's cool, isn't it, man, that we live in a day and age where like, we can read a comic and go, yeah, that was sick. I'm going to tell that person. Yeah, I'm going to tell that creator how much I loved it, and, yeah, they're, yeah. and they're going to like it and retweet it. I'm like, oh, that's, that's nice. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. So anyway, um, what have you been up to? Before we start talking about comics we've been reading, just in general, what have you been up to? I've been at war with DC fans online. You're seeing how nice it is to be in contact with people. I hate it. Go on, why do you hate it? Because... There's some real toxic DC pages out there. And I've said this on my own podcast. I And as a point of reference, I even today, um, long story short, I have like a bunch of pictures I keep for like a back burner to post on the sort of nerdy pages or whatever, like funny shit. I lost it all because I've changed phone. I've lost them all. So I went to go and find some more. Find- ah, now, if you had an Apple phone and had, a, had an iCloud... <sighs> It would all just transfer over seamlessly. Yeah, but no. you have this thing against Apple, Jaden. I have this thing You're against like Apple. You're on like Hawaii or whatever. No, no, I'm not on Huawei. Don't, don't get Trump knocking at my door. I've got. I, I've been on OnePlus. I got forced to move to this Huawei phone. One but plus. it was Google. That sounds like a like a, a job centre. Um, <laughs> fucking <laughs> one thing of the you little, have to thing, go on. little uh, workshops you've got to yeah. do. The OnePlus workshop. No, I got. Um, so I got told the only way to do it was Google Photos, and Google Photos even Ugh. said. Yeah, in Google Photos said you've successfully uploaded 21 gig of photos. Do you want to remove the 21 gig from your phone? So I said yes because I thought anything that then is left on the phone hasn't successfully been uploaded. I'll know it's missing. Mm. It wiped all the talk nerdy photos off my phone, and then when I transferred it all on my new phone, they're all they're not there, and they're not on the old phone. So it's well, just. Deleted. Surely it's in the Google Cloud. Or it's not, man. I have freaking wow. checked. I've never, I've never liked Google Photos. Anyway, that's go, That's another thing. So, I, um, I even so I've been checking both DC, Marvel, Star Wars, all these sites to try and find all these classic memes and stuff. I've, I've you've I've been on a meme hunt, little meme hunt, and it just confirmed to me that like Marvel sites just post about how much they like Marvel and how much how enjoyable the characters are. And the different theories on stuff and jokey things. You go to DC sites and it's like Marvel shit. Marvel's <laughs> a bunch of crap. Yeah. Oh, Marvel fanboys think this makes sense. And it's just like, well, focus on whoa, focus on yourself. Why do you? Why do you? It's like just you're so bitter. You spend more time talking about Marvel than you do DC. And what really? And you, I say, I have to it's say, green-eyed this. monster there. Yeah. that's what it is. I sent you it. I can't remember. It was there's a, right. There's a page on Facebook. We're going to shout them out because they're a bunch of wankers. Let's be honest. I'm, Justice I, gods. Yeah, is what they're called. Right. I unfollowed that page ages ago because I couldn't hack it anymore. It's it's the, the my problem with Justice Gods as a page is it's hypocritical, and I think hypocrisy is something that is really something to be ashamed of on a typed medium. So if I said something now. 
that counteracted something I'd said a year ago, then that's my bad memory. Maybe I've changed. But this page literally is recording everything it's posting. We'll do within the space of a month. I saw them slagging off. Um, apparently there was a page on Reddit slagging off Zack Snyder and saying he's poor directing. And this page came up going, Marvel fans slagging off a director behind his back. It said something like behind his back on a random page where he'll never get to see it to defend himself. How bad is that? And then about three, three weeks later, it said something about... And it was it... What did I put? Because I, I put something... Um, it, you put something about uh, sequels or... No, trilogies, you said... That was it. It was yeah. comparing trilogies. And it said, like, but both the Captain America, Captain America trilogy, Iron Man trilogy, and the Thor trilogy are all substandard. There is only one good trilogy, and it's uh, the Batman Dark Knight trilogy. Christopher Nolan trilogy. Yeah, and I just put, like... Um, and this is also I put something about they put other things like this director's shit this actor is shit in Marvel and I put something like well I don't think The Dark Knight Rises is perfect oh, to be honest you don't want to say that on a DC oh mate I didn't realise like, I, I, I even put I was like I like it I went, but if we're going to talk about substandard trilo- trilogies like because it implied that they've got issues the other ones I was like The Dark Knight Rises has multiple issues but I, I'm, I'm going to say I enjoy it, but I, I, but then I stupidly ended it with, and I don't know why I put this caveat out, but I went, if anything, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, now that James Gunn's back, could end up being the ultimate trilogy. Because I don't know a person alive who doesn't like Guardians of the Galaxy 1 or Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Well, apparently now I know fucking hundreds, because <laughs> I got bitten into for that with Justice Gods <laughs> themselves replying that it's a cringy film. Yeah. Now, this is... This is a person or persons who believe that Man of Steel, uh, not Man of Steel, Batman v, v Superman, the Martha scene is nuanced writing. <laughs> now, I know opinion about films is subjective and there is no right or wrong, but if you believe that is amazing writing, you, I think you don't understand the meaning of the word cringe when you use it and you say I know some people Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is their favourite Marvel film oh yeah it's up there it's in my top 5 mate yeah I love Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 loved it and again we're not Marvel heads I mean we've just spent most of the time now speaking about DC I, I've picked up a shitload of DC yeah, titles I mean, today I'm, I'm enjoying DC comics more than Marvel in general that's just for me you know but yeah sounds like a load of bullshit to me it's fucking bullshit <laughs> I even put up on um I can't remember what the what the reason was, but I put up who's the best. Michael Keaton's the best Batman. Do you disagree? And the amount of people that tweet blew up on Twitter. The amount of people who were like, uh, "No, Batfleck by far." Like, what? Come on. Okay, so Batfleck. Yeah, he had ten minutes of good screen time in BVS, but in Justice League, it was like a different character altogether. It was terrible. Yeah. It didn't, it, and that warehouse scene in BVS, yes, that was like a Batman fan's wet dream, and he was a decent Batman and Bruce Wayne. But I mean, Keaton's just like he's just the goat man. He's he's, yeah. the, he's the OG, and he's the best all rounder in my opinion. I, I mean, yeah, I love Christian Bale, fantastic, but it's a different. It's like comparing Adam West. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's it's Keaton. You know, he, feel, he, is, he is Batman. I feel like um, Christian Bale was a good Bruce Wayne, but wasn't a great, like, Batman himself. 
the fuck was that? Someone just shot at me for the that claim just then. <laughs> it's Justice Card. Justice Card down the way. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was. Let me just paint the scene right now. It's a beautiful July summer day in <laughs> Northwest England. Um, it's not. I mean, it was the Fourth of July yesterday. That sounded like a firework. That sounded like a. Firework. I'm hoping it was a firework. And let's be honest. I live in Birkdale. It's not a rough neighbourhood by any means. That no. wasn't a gunshot. No. <laughs> but yeah, I've just I, and it's there's a lot of toxicity that we talked about before in fandom. Right. Well, let's move on because I want to talk about what I've been up to, which is watching Teen Titans finally. Okay. What do you mean finally? Well, not not teens. It's just called Titans. Uh, oh, you've been watching the, the, the DC TV show. Oh, Titans. right, the, the live action one, Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Because so there's, there's Titans, Teen Titans, and Teen Titans Go. Oh yeah, yeah. no, so I you're watch, watching Titans. I watch Teen Titans Go all the time. That cartoon's yeah, awesome. Okay. So I finally got around to watching Titans, which is like DC's gritty TV show. Yeah, it's on Netflix, right? So I was like, okay, I watch it. So I made no qualms of hating the aesthetics for this show when the pictures in came the build out. up. Yes, in the build up, you know, I was that I I was that toxic fanboy that held those comics clutched close to my chest and said, "No, it's not like the comic books." <laughs> and let me tell you right now, I'm going to eat some humble pie and say I'm never judging a book by its cover again. Because I loved that show. I thought it was fantastic. It's amazing. I loved it. I was blown away by it. Honestly, mate. I was like, I okay. I think I put that as my show. That won the nerding that always nominated for it. Well, it came out this year, technically. So you can nominate it this year. <laughs> in the UK. In the UK. We're not having this debate. I was. I pirated you're, you're, it. You're a naughty pirate. It was last. Well, last year. I don't call you the punk rock pirate time lover. Nothing. Yeah. I'm, I'm Mr. Straight. I can. I. I pirate <laughs> stuff from last year into this year, and vice versa. <laughs> so yeah, I absolutely loved it, mate. Um, and I should have learnt my lesson from Suicide Squad because when that image of the Joker came out, I hated that, and I loved that film. I know I'm in the minority. You there, are but, in the minority. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna learn a lesson from this. And one, you know, when the images come out of, you know, actors, a still image of them in their costume or whatever, I'm not gonna shit on it straight away. I'm gonna get reserve judgment until I've watched it, because that was a great show, and I can't wait to watch Doom Patrol. When that comes out on Netflix, I know you've seen it all. Already. Mate, General Whiskers is my favourite character in Doom Patrol. I can't wait to watch it. It's, it's had some <laughs> so fucking weird. It's had some great reviews. It is. From it's, you it, as well. it's it's I on the various sites that I may procure the harbours of pirating from. Um, there's like always a chart of shows that are being most watched, as it were, and it's been in the top ten for ages. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a glimpse of them in. That episode in, t- in Teen Titans. 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 Just called Titans. Yeah. Okay. I know you like your teens, <laughs> dirty then, boy. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were great in that episode. I, I loved that whole episode in in the mansion. Um, it's one of the most bizarre things I've seen in a while. It really just hit that comic book nail on the head as well. Yeah, they're just kind of full like, comic. Yeah, I really like that. So I can't wait to see more of them. Um, I've also been watching um, a lot of DC animation. Um, I finally watched Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie. Oh, is it? Oh, um, I haven't watched that. I just, you know what? You are right. There's a load come out. I haven't watched was that one. Ju- yeah, Justice was, League have done one, haven't they? Justice League there versus... There was a Superman one. Reign of Superman that came out. That was okay. Still not watched that. I mean, I loved that comic book um, event. 
you know, it was just after mm. the death of Superman, Superman, wasn't it? Mm. That was like my intro into DC Superman th- comics. It's the best I way I can, all that. The best way I can sum up that film is that me and Gaz were going to watch and review it. We both watched and then we both agreed it wasn't worth reviewing oh, because right. we just kind of, there was nothing, we had no real strong emotion either yeah. way. It was really hard. So you, you've just gone, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, that that's was what I mean. It's, okay. it's, it's harmless. See, it's I, harmless. I really like the original uh, Death of Superman movie um, that came out a while back because they've remade it, haven't they, recently? Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's been, a, there's been a load of DC animation that's come out uh, and this Batman Turtles one uh, is based on the DC IDW comic by James Tinney and the Fourth and Freddie E. Williams the Second. Um, they they've teamed up before, weren't they? They were on Batman Comics Detective One Thousand, weren't they? I don't know. They Tin- definitely the Tinnians wrote loads of DC stuff. I feel like it was in that Detective um, One Thousand. He wrote the one yeah. which was mostly about Robin. It was about Robin joining. But yeah, um, dude. This movie was incredible. Like it is now. I've got a list of my top movies of the year, and that this one stands at number two, right behind Endgame currently. Really, it is that good, mate. Honestly, um, I want to get I know you can just pirate it, can't you? Yeah, I was going to lend you like the Blu-ray, but uh, mate, you need to check this shit out. It's brilliant. Um, the voice casting is spot on. Um, Troy Baker, he does the voice of Batman and the Joker. Oh. And you honestly you would not know this guy is fantastic. Um, he's a he's a video game uh, voice actor. Um, I don't know about video games, but he was in The Last of Us as Joel, apparently. That's a big role. And Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Um, and also Arkham Knight. He did. Who was he um, in Arkham Knight? I'm guessing Batman. I'm guessing. I don't Fantastic movie, man. I mean, you know, loosely based on the comic book series. It. It features probably the best animated fight scene I've ever seen between Batman and Splinter, uh, not Splinter, um, Shredder. Shredder. My God, it's incredible. Um, and Tom Kenny, uh, you know, the voice of SpongeBob, he does Penguin. And what? it's really good. <laughs> um, yeah, fantastic movie. Watch it ASAP. Okay. No um, I've also been watching uh, this, this DVD right here that I've got on the table to show you yeah. because I need you to borrow this right um, I think I can watch it I think I've seen it as an option absolutely fantastic it's uh, Batman not Batman <laughs> Batman <laughs> and Bray. it's Superman Shazam the return of Black Adam it's um, how f- it's, it's like a 20, 20 minute like mini movie yeah basically um, it came out a while back but it's recently been re-released on DVD obviously to coincide with the Shazam movie and it contains Three other shorts, um, a Jonah Hex one, Green Arrow, and Spectre. And I recommend that you watch everything on this DVD because it is absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, they were released uh, under the banner of Showcase. Um, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. The the um, the Jonah Hex one is great, but the one that I'll say that caught my interest the most was the Spectre one. It's um, it's 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 set out like a like a detective kind of thing. Like it's even got like the the music in the background and stuff like that. And just watch it, man. You'll love right, it. Okay. Um, it's also got Batman: Brave and the Bold episode on it, um, which features the Phantom Stranger and the Spectre. 
and it had it actually had Adam West voicing Thomas Wayne in it, which was really cool. Um, yeah, so check it out, man. Great I'll, stuff. I'll try. I, I'm trying to think if I even have a DVD player. <laughs> I might have in the side. Stuff. I might have in the side of my TV upstairs. We just got a new TV. And I'm vaguely remembering seeing the DVD player, so I think I can watch it actually. Yeah, DC animation, man. It's the cream of the crop, honestly. Okay, brilliant. So. Let's move on to books. Uh, so, have you read those two free comic book day issues? Yes, I did. Let's talk about... You, well, what do you want to talk about first? Spider-Man or Anim- Animosity? Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So, this is like the sneak preview to the Absolute Carnage event that's coming up. Mm-hmm. In half of it. And then in the other half was a really nice uh, Peter and Miles story. So, what did you think about it? Um, the first half, the Carnage thing, I didn't think I was going to be interested in it. Like in Carnage, but now it, this this has worked as magic. It's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, it looks, uh, good, it it? looks like it looks like it kind of like immortal Hulk horror kind of mm. stuff. Um, I was listening to obviously that Donny Cates Ryan Stegman podcast, and they were dropping a few hints about Absolute Carnage, and it sounds like it's going to be a big summer event. Apparently, there's big shit that happens in it. Apparently, something that changes a character forever. As well, I mean, I know that you know they say that all the time. You know, they say that, but it sounds like it's gonna, you know, do some big things. But like the idea that it's always in you, like it it never goes away. So I'm wondering if it's gonna like, if it's are we gonna see uh, Peter Parker be Venom again? Because Eddie Brock isn't. Yeah, Peter Parker is in absolute carnage apparently. So looks good. Um, And then the second one. I felt like I was just reading an advert for New York. I loved that, man. I'm not saying a bad thing. It was just such the juxtaposition of going from absolute carnage yeah. preview to... Yeah. And also, you know when you're on the front it says Spider-Man versus Spider-Man? The gloves are off. Even I was looking back going, oh, it's going to be a lie. It's not. <laughs> it's not, is it? They're not really going to be fighting. And this first page, I, I was saw them and they looked angry. I was like, maybe. And then, yeah, they're just eating pizza. And all, you know? I mean, what is the not to love about a Spider-Man story featuring both Spider-Man swinging around New York, eating pizza, and then fighting bad guys? I mean, what is the not to love? Well, you, the, the, <laughs> but you've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for that. <laughs> but I mean, I liked the uh, I liked that Shocker was in it as well. Yeah. I am a Shocker fan, so Mate, it was quite. If nice you like too. Shocker, you have to. Re- I know I keep pushing it on you. Read Superior Foes of Spider Man. Yeah, I know. Mate, oh, mate I, it's amazing. I know, Honestly, I, I, I know I'm bigging it up, but I can't big it up enough. I feel like on my next payday, I'm going to buy a few just, books. Just, but, just but buy. I've got like, Superior Foes of Spider Man. I actually, I knew I had one. I've got Superior Foes of Spider Man f- number four. Like, oh. Randomly. How many volumes was it? Like, it's, just... like, it's only a thin volume. You know, we know when it looks like they've only put two issues together and called it a volume. Yeah, yeah. It looks like one of them. It wasn't really much. Let me just see how many actual volumes of this there was. I've got there was only uh, three trade paperbacks. I must have so number three then. can't have volume four. I must have there was only three. 17 issues of it, man. Yeah. So it's, it's a nice, easy read. And trust me, you will... This will be in like one of your top ten comics of all time. It's fantastic. Well, I mean, I yeah, I didn't actually have. I, I liked this. This is a good way to get people into Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah, definitely. Into all aspects of it as well. So you got the whole the dark Venom carnage side. Then you had the light Miles Morales 
and Peter Parker's side, which was drawn beautifully. Yeah. Um, and then you finish it off with advertising a few little numbers, which I always say is good, and then a big, nice double-page spread showing Nick Spencer and this fucking gorgeous, rundown, sexy <laughs> bastard. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. I mean, that was uh, one of my favourites from Free Comic Day, that one. Definitely. I'm really gutted that I, um, I went shopping today, could not find Spider-Man the annual anywhere. That's something I'm going to have to go on eBay. Oh, for. the um, Spider-Ham one. Oh no, I did then. No, I did. That's right. At the very, the very eleventh hour, I just was like going, I can't find a Spider Man annual anywhere. And then I saw it's the one with the very. It looks like Spider Ham in a in a toy case. I don't know. That's the one I picked because I know went, Hold on, because Spider. They did. You know when they do the uh, true believers. Oh, one like dollar. The they brought a Spider Ham. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. So yeah. I Coincide thought it, the annual. Oh, I yeah, thought it was yeah. just Spider-Ham and then I did see that one and then picked it up and it says in tiny writing on the top Spider-Man annual number one I was yeah. like yes did I've you get it? it yeah I got it it's crack it car. out man whip it out let me see what you've got it's in the car oh I thought they were on the back no, I, no I'm trunkler I keep it all locked up <laughs> it looks right. like do you remember those variant covers during Secret Wars where they look like an action figure oh yeah yeah it's yeah, that yeah. but yeah. with a Spider-Ham oh that's cool it's just that. Cool. It looks so, you, so you obviously you've just bought it, so you've not read that. Not yet. read that. I'm gonna I have will a... say, um, the last there's a few different stories in it because uh, Jason Latour wrote the first one and then drew the second one, I think. Mm. Uh, but how the duck turns up in the second part and it's brilliant, really good. I, that's nice though because I like the the back and forth between how yeah, the duck and Spider Man's hilarious. Brilliant. I mean, I've got a little how the duck right here. We need um, another how the duck. It. Comic, by yes, the way. Yes, and... Was that an expensive? I always should, go over this. Was it no, expensive? it Chip Zdarsky. Chip that's it. Who would you put on a new Howard the Duck Nick book? Spencer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick Spencer, out. definitely. He's got the comedy chops. Mm-hmm. I also, he's good with, like, C-list characters. And he knows other, other characters very well, like Spider-Man, and how to write them in and make them... Yeah, I'd, I'd buy that. Get, I'd, buy, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> so what did you think of my other favourite from Free Comic Book Day, Animosity Tales? Very well drawn. Um, did you get why I was hyping it? Kind of, did yeah. Did you enjoy the humour? I did enjoy the humour. The the script... The it's script's bizarre. good. <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah. Um, I just... I don't know if it's something... I, I, it was... It was... I think that was my main f- thing. It was... Bizarre. Yeah. I think while some artwork was good, some artwork I didn't like. Like I didn't like that face of the fish. There just looked really. Yeah, odd. but it's a face of a fish, man. I, I know. Mean, what but, can you expect? But don't, just if you can't draw it, don't do it. Find another way of doing it. That's my that's my attitude oh, to drawing. You're far too nitpicky. Um, but I've, my yeah, I, I didn't mind it at all. Yeah. Um, it it just didn't click with me. But I, it is something I am going to read because okay. there is something about. There's something about that cover there of the first animosity. Oh, it's wonderful, isn't it? That really yeah. draws me in and wants to know. So yeah. I think it is going to be something I do eventually go down. I think yeah. this is just maybe a bridge too far for me. Right. That was all. I, I, I just love the concept and think that it's executed wonderfully. So No, I, you know what? That's what I mean. I respect it as a medium. I, yeah. I like it in that sense, but I, it's not personally for me. So, let's talk about what I've been reading. Go on. And hopefully... As if you didn't shut up enough about it last time. Hopefully you've read it too. Go on. Is the one on the top of this stack right here. Yes! Silver Surfer Black if you want. Yes! Written by Donny Cates. Art by Trad Moore. Yeah. Uh, Trad Moore sounds like he should be a character in it. 
Colours by, I think Colours by Dave Stewart. Let me just see. Um, yeah, Dave Stewart coloured it. Now, the art was absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Like, perfect. I mean, yeah. There was nothing to fault about the artwork in this whatsoever. There was not one point where I thought, what what is going on in this photo? Photo? What is going on in this panel? What is going on here? It's just, oh... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big Silver Surfer fan. Obviously, love the Dan slot run. One of my favourite runs of all time. Um, this is look, It looks like it's going to be very different. Uh, obviously, he hasn't got his companion, uh, mm. Dawn, which is one of the reasons why I loved the Dan slot run so much. It's going to be a very emotional book, which obviously is right up my street because I love the feels. Yeah, you love um, the crime. And the <laughs> it's a really cool concept. I like it a lot. Um, did you read the Donny Cates article at the end? Um, he was talking about how um, oh yes, the passing of Stanley, yes, he decided did. that he wanted to do the story, scrapped what he originally had, and said, "No, I want to do something that's going to be a really good tribute to the man." Um, I, but didn't Jack Kirby create that character? I mean, I know that's we're not going to go into that really, but uh, what a Silver Surfer? Yeah. Anyway, no, I'm not, not that sure. was. I really what I liked about this was I really now feel that uh, Donny Cates has definitely taken like he's definitely at some point in his life had acid and <laughs> ketamine, and so has, well, so is Trad. Accor- because... According to uh, the amazing Stegcast uh, that he's on at the moment, he's pretty much addicted to fruit flavored Tic Tacs. Um, so. <laughs> Well, it could be popping any sorts of pills. Mate, let's be honestly, there's something about the way that those like weird creatures that are guarding that door were drawn and how they acted. Um, I loved the um, Noel. By the way, spoilers. Nah. <laughs> well, everyone knows by now. If we're going to discuss, but that's a... going to tie into yeah. the absolute carnage. I think, well, yeah, well. it actually comes from Venom. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Um, I, weirdly enough. I you I think you unfo- I don't know if you unfollowed the his- the the guy who goes um, I can't remember what he's actually called. There's a comic book guy we, we watch I watch on YouTube. Comics explained. You unf- you didn't like him. You just said he's, he's just he does something like a tick that really annoys you. Yeah. But he then he, one of his things was like new uh, Venom rewritten. And I was like, oh, I'll I'll listen to this. And he's talking about how Noel's been brought in and how they actually all come from like a god yeah that was, but I, I watched the whole thing so I've got an entire background so on that you're now. up to date with Venom now I'm up to date with Venom that's, that's a pretty cool way of if you haven't got the time to read you know a comic book run then videos like that on YouTube are pretty cool especially yeah. seeing as I probably would never have bought that comic yeah and maybe I might not even have the patience with it it's not really like it would be always be at the bottom of the pile yeah. that was a good way just to bring my knowledge up but I really enjoyed this I even spent time trying to figure out if I could figure out what they were saying yeah I did language. a little bit yeah I was trying to apparently that's just Marvel editorial that come up with that it was just the way it looks like he says no in one of them and um, and then yeah his hands now is that why and that's why it's got Silver Surfer mm-hmm. Black and I, I just have a feeling he's he's in trouble now very Cause... interesting series well start to the series anyway it's only issue one isn't it yeah but I'm just, I'm, I don't know where it's going to go, but it still looks trippy as balls. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Absolutely love it. 
You haven't read Dan Slott's Silver Surf, have you? No, I've only got picked up that one issue, didn't I? The one where you can read it again and again and again oh, and again yeah, until that's a mad book. That like that's, that's the trippiest one I've seen. And that's a while. bad introduction to the Silver Surf. Oh no, I loved it. To be honest, I thought it was really good. It gave me like all like little hint. Well, I'm gonna keep pushing that book on you as well because it's very Doctor Who. I think. And I keep I, there's a few trippy ones. I want to get that, and I want to get the Tom King Mister Miracle now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. Um, very critically acclaimed that book. So let's move on. Let's talk about Amazing Spider-Man Hunted. Yes. So the event is over. Yeah, um, I, I little bit of housekeeping. I want to announce on this podcast is on my podcast. I said that the last issue was the last issue. There was a, but then there was an epilogue issue ep- after epilogue. that. So there was a conclusion epilogue. and then an epilogue. So yeah. I did. I even said when I was going, what a way to finish it. But I have a feeling it's not quite over yet. Yeah, I was correct. Right, yeah. yeah, it wasn't quite over. Um, yeah, I mean, in general, I thought it was a great event. Really enjoyable. Um, slightly, I mean, spoilers for Amazing Spider-Man Hunted. Slightly inconsequential. I mean, the original Craven is now dead, right? Mm. Um, he got his clone to kill him because he put the Spider-Man costume yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he thought it was Spider-Man who killed him. And now we've got this new Craven, which is kind of... It's not really his son, it's his clone, and now he looks identical to Craven. Yeah. So, so what? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's well, like, it's like he's, he's young again. Yeah. He's got a young Craven now. But now he's got that, you know, that drive, that motivation, I want to kill Spider-Man because he made me kill my, my dad. Or my dad, or my dad. made my dad go insane. Yeah, I, I understand why Nick Spencer's done it. Um, but the whole exercise seemed... A little bit pointless. There was a bit of character development, you know, for the Vulture and a few of the villains. Oh, yeah, no, because they said, that when they, uh, they're talking about the Savage Six, that's another yeah. thing is mentioned as well. So that that's going to come into fruition a bit. Um, but I don't, I don't like saying, oh, it was pointless, because at the end of the day, I enjoyed reading it. So that's not pointless, is it? You, also, you don't know how tired his hands are. Like, he might say, I want to make these random changes and like to Spider Man lore and going forward, and he might have just been told, no. At the end of the day, we're all just waiting for, well, we know his name now, Kindred. Yeah, that thing too. I shit myself then, because I thought, have you read that issue yet? The new villain with the bandages. Oh, wait, is this issue 24? Uh, I don't know what number it is. Is is basically his name's been revealed? Oh right, well no, I didn't know that, but I'm, oh, right. I'm, I'm not even that bothered. I knew it was we we knew it was some. There was the theories online were like he's the embodiment of the marriage come back. And well, that was the one that I told you. Yeah, this, I thought, this, yeah, so I kind of I knew there was a lot of stuff going around, but I haven't read that one yet. Okay, well, that, um, but yeah, there's, there's there is lots of stuff to look forward to, and I feel like. Like that was that's a I like I know you say it's inconsequential but I like self-contained runs like yeah, that yeah yeah, it was, yeah how how much fun did I'm we just have playing devil's that? advocate because yeah I mean I had a lot of fun reading that and but, also did you see that he obviously he got the people who wrote Craven's Last Hunt to help him raise it as well oh really yeah did you not see that so at the very end of James the, De Mateus. in the epilogue he puts a big thank you to oh. them too for helping him with his creative writing. That's so cool. I think he brought them all as consultants to go, oh, I, I got this right. Have I done? Oh, that's it. There is another consequence. Uh, we now know there's tons of vermin under the city. Oh, yeah. That's not been dealt with. Yeah, that's quite creepy, though. Yeah. Um, and, oh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Lizard's back. Yeah. Um, full, it, full lizard. The savage out, lizard. Which I didn't yeah. know whether to pick up today the Spider-Man number one uh, reptilian revenge. What the fuck? I've not heard of that. 
I didn't know whether to pick it Is up. Is it the lizards? Yeah. Yeah, but I it, see it wasn't written by Spencer, so I kind of, <laughs> I kind of. Spider-Man. No, but it's like it's, it's not written by Spencer. I'm not interested. It's how how connected is this? Uh, I'm yeah, yeah, this yeah. friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, which I I and symbiote Spider-Man, which I mm-hmm. I there's so many fucking Spider titles. Now we've got that weird JJ Abrams and Son book coming out <laughs> as well. <laughs> fucking the Spider Awakens or whatever it's going to be called. But speaking of Nick Spencer, let's keep with that that theme. Um, I picked up issue seven oh five of Archie Comics. Because I found out that Nick Spence has been writing Archie comics since long? November last year. All right. He jumped on on issue seven hundred. Um, Is that time to come up with this entire hunted storyline and write yeah, that as well? Yeah, what the yeah, hell? He's doing Archie, um, and it was actually Abby that brought him back to my attention because she reads the Sabrina books, and she was like, "Oh, there's a new Sabrina Archie book that's come out. Uh, can you pick it up for me?" And I was like, "Okay." So ordered it, it came, and it said issue 705 in little tiny number, numbers in the corner, and then a big issue one, or story one of mm. six. So obviously it's um, the start of a new story arc, but it, it looks like it's advertised. It looks like a new issue one of a Sabrina Archie book, the way the cover is, you know. Mm. Very clever marketing, because... You wouldn't pick up an issue seven oh five, would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, Archie number one, sweet. Yeah, I'm going to be a millionaire. Archie Sabrina number one, Um, and it was it was really good, really funny. A whole world away from that Riverdale free combo day issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Great, classic Nick Spencer. Yeah, classic. I mean, it's um, it's it's kind of like a children's book, you know, romance kind of thing because Archie and Sabrina are together now in, in the comics. Uh, but it was really well done for that genre. Perfect. I shit my pants on the way here. Because... Oh, well, have you changed them? <laughs> I wonder what that smell was. Because on the way down, on the way down, I came downstairs, and there on the desk, on the table, was The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh, Is trade Trade one? book, the one that you recommended. Yeah. And I looked at it. Did you get that photo cover there? It's the only one they No, no. It oh, really? Can, no, it's it, it original the, cover. It comes with the with the, the the one I've got a t-shirt of. Oh, nice man! Right? Where'd you get that from? Well, this is the thing. So the uh, first thing I was pa- a red herring. I panicked and went. It was a Mysterio in the six one six. I panicked and went. Oh crap! I've just walked down and seen my birthday present off Eve. All oh, right. And then I realised no, my birthday was two months ago. <laughs> so I went, oh crap! I've walked down and the birthday present I bought for Eve has arrived and she's obviously seen it on the way out and put it there. Did you buy that book for her birthday? Well, that's the thing. And then I went, well, no, I didn't buy her that book for her birthday. So I'm like, where the fuck has this book come from? <laughs> so then I rang her and uh, one of her mates has lent it to us. Oh, So wow. it's not officially mine, but oh. I'm going to make it so she never gets it back. Wow, well, that's cool because honestly, the original cover, the original printing is hard to find of that. But it's just like, yeah, the chilling adventures of Sabrina, like I got on my t shirt, oh, but I can't so wait to read that. It'll yeah, make it, dude, so it'll be good. nice to read something like that about a female antagonist, which much better than can we just talk about Black Cat, please? Alright, let's move on to Black Cat, issue one. Especially now, sparring out of spiraling out of the stories of Nick Spencer's Spider Man. How yeah. the fuck was that spiraling out of it? Well it didn't at all. Um you know, I bought it because I enjoyed her in, in Nick Spencer's Spider-Man. I did. Love the character. Same. Got the variant cover by Art Germ. It's there framed on my wall with all my Art Germ variants. Beautiful cover. Uh, very disappointed with that. 
will not be carrying on. <laughs> no, it's immediately gone in my drop zone. I just yeah, it was it was like they didn't know what to write about because for starters, the first I like I got to about I don't want to get into fractions here, but three fifths of the way through the book and <laughs> it's over. I'm like, well, what's the rest of this? And then someone's just wrote a little book for kids, a little two page spread of. She robs a bank, but with some kittens. Yeah, the, and there's no speech is, in there. It's naughty because that's how they can charge five bucks for this book, you know. Because oh, there's an extra story at the end. And then yeah. you go to the end over that, and then it's over her old boss slash coach. Yeah, that was weird. Um, robbing Dracula it's like a, in a card game. I'm like, <laughs> I like, couldn't give less the, of a shit about this. Yeah, where's this black cat story? Uh, and she's drawn terribly in it. Yeah. Um, it, and it was ugly colouring as well. I oh, thought. there was nothing um, about it. It had no redeemable qualities other than the cover I got. I got the one where she... That one that was being advertised where she's robbing the bank. The regular one. The regular. Yeah, I yeah. liked that the most. Yeah, it was a nice cover, yeah. Um, I mean, all the covers for, for this issue one were amazing. Let's be honest. She's mm. a great character to draw. Um, but, the, yeah, the art inside was by Travel Foreman. And he did Animal Man, which was a really uh, Christopher acclaimed book. Yeah, I mean, there was just there was no story. Like, I think the only way this spirals out of the Amazing Spider Man is going back to when Black Cat turns a, um, you know, turns her back on the entire thieving world. Yeah, and makes that debt, and so it hints at that, but it's hardly sp- spiraling out as like a, a, the wrong adjective to use. I would say maybe. Maybe slightly dripping out of it. It just well, it's just the same character. That's all. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then all she did yeah. was she robbed somewhere, but and then there was a little car chase, and then it says she's back with at the thing celebrating, and then at the end, oh, this guy appears who we don't know who he is. Yeah. it's just it, it was not entertaining, and I can I can see this like. Last him for six issues before the the sales will slump so badly they'll just be like just get the sixth issue out and go. Yeah. Talking. Shame. Let's do this as a segue. Talking of six issues, mm-hmm. Naomi issue six, um, which comes out. What's well, out already? Is it issue six? Yeah. I didn't see it on um, any of my lists. Which so one? that's that's, what the, in the last... that's the last one. Um, oh fuck a duck when hold on uh, <laughs> if you, and if you haven't picked up Naomi straight away you're fucked now I know yeah, um, I've got all of them I've got all of them but I didn't see Naomi issue 6 no you, you should be alright to be honest now because the reason why those first few issues were in such demand was because they didn't print enough of them the the print run was really low and it was a very popular book and it has good reason to be because it just keeps getting better and better what a fucking book 10th um, Next week, next Wednesday. Oh, it's been pushed back, has it? Yeah, and yeah. guess who's off next Wednesday, <laughs> So, yeah, Naomi, um, it comes to a close in this issue six, which is coming out next Wednesday, and then they're going to uh, take a break and then do, like, a, a volume two, I guess, mm. which is great. That's what you do. If you know that you can't carry on with the same artist and the same writer, mm. just do six issues and take a break. And then come back with the solid story and art again. Because I can't imagine anyone else drawing Naomi no. at this point. Because that art is spectacular. Or Bend- I mean, anyone out of them Bendis writing did, the character. Did you read issue five? Yeah. The one where it was like uh, horizontal double page spreads the whole way through? Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, that book was fantastic to look at. And it explained the origin 
Yeah, and it's even like wow. hinting that there's another part of the wow. DC universe I mean, that's never been touched. <laughs> ben, this is on fire here. I mean, like, yeah, this is some of his best stuff. This reminds me of, like, this is how strong Miles Morales' origin was. Yes, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? I think we said He's that. He's really painting a really good picture here. Um, the thing is, though, you know that symbol that was on the little cube she had? Yeah. I was like, okay, I recognise that. That's to do with the Green Lanterns or the White Lanterns, and I searched, Googled it, and it's very similar to the White Lantern logo right. Kyle Rayner has. So I think she's got something to do with that. Well, um, it did show that she was one on this this alternative Earth, because that's what she is from a different dimension, isn't she? Essentially, essentially time and space, timey wimey, maybe. But her the thing that excited me as well was when her dad was saying he fought with. Um, Adam Strange. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, that's so cool that they're bringing in like all these like other characters from the DC universe. Like how her story is slotting into this and the Thangarian War, which was them. Uh, that's where Hawkgirl and Hawkman are from. Yeah. The Thangarians, yeah. like. So I, I love the way that he's weaving all these sort of DC, you know, these different corners of the DC universe together to bring. But he's still making it. Original for her origin. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. It's just clear, it's clearly set in that universe without so much as like going, look at this, look at this, look at this. There, I mean, that's how you do a fucking origin story. Yeah. He's created an original character there. It doesn't feel forced. It feels, you know, I mean, it's so organic with the art as well. Brilliant. Love it. Um, I read Batman Beyond issue 33, which is the latest one. Um, th- this is kind of the opposite of Naomi. Oh. It's, it's great, but only because I love that character so much. Right. You know, it's just a bit of fun. Um, at the moment, <laughs> Bruce Wayne has been um, switched uh, with Falseface, and now Bruce Wayne's in a cell in Arkham, and Falseface is parading as Bruce Wayne. Right. And he's going to casinos, trying to pick up chicks, not giving a shit about Terry, stuff like that. Um, it's fun. <laughs> um, okay, but how old Bruce Wayne in this again? Isn't he like eighty? Oh, he's old. Yeah, yeah. But, but how? What's him? What's him pick up chicks with? Oh, he's you know, he's, false face or false dick. He's full of money, isn't he? You know, like he's <laughs> in the casino making mill. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Daredevil. All right, let's talk about Daredevil. So I haven't read the newest stuff, but I saw that image that you showed me on your phone earlier. Yeah. Of. Daredevil wearing the Punisher shirt. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And uh, Chip Zdarsky, the writer, he was actually on Bat Force Radio. Don't what? Ask, why? Don't ask me why. I think because they're big Punisher fans. That's the only thing that they like to do with Marvel. Marvel. They love Punisher, right? Ironic when you think about it. Well, he's the Marvel Batman, isn't he, really? He kills everyone, but Batman doesn't. And not, 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 not Punisher, sorry. Um, Daredevil. Oh, yeah, Daredevil yeah, yeah, yeah. is the Daredevil Marvel, is the Marvel Batman. Batman. So... So yeah, they had him on the show talking about that, but I want you to tell me about why he's wearing a Punisher shirt, what's going on in that run, because I only read the first couple of issues. How spoilerific do you want me to go? Um, Be honest, I can, I, can, I can do it without spoiling a thing. Yeah, we'll do that then. Um, he's found, he finds himself in a place where he has to take some clothes, because he is without clothes. But he has his mask still. But he has his mask still. Um, and simply put, he's blind, mate. So he doesn't know he's wearing a Punisher shirt. Correct. 
That doesn't wow. ruin any plot or wow. story whatsoever. He just simply doesn't know he's got the Punisher shirt on. Wow. Which makes it all the more epic because it's 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 kind of it's kind of epic because at the same time in, in this run that there has been, he's been more brutal. So it's just pure coincidence that he's got that on, and it's almost like you would call it like divine poetry, like in real life. If that happens, like it's just coincidence, right? In the story, it's a fucking blind. You know, if that comes out, well, it, it is out in trade form now. We've just had uh, issue seven came out today. Issue six was like part conclusion of that story is going to carry on. Um, I'd honestly order it by that trade. The art is amazing. You yeah. know Chip Sadarsky as well. Chip Sadarsky is one of my favourite writers. It's I, I look at every panel and keep going, I want that as a tattoo. I want that as a tattoo. <laughs> I want Daredevil tattooed on me. I want, but I don't know which Daredevil. Get him with the Punisher shirt. And that's the temptation. <laughs> two birds in one stone. I know, but then it takes, I have a feeling like you're going to get these people like look at it and go, why is he gonna punish his shirt on? Do you do you not even know the character? Why would he? Yeah, yeah but the the re, the true heads, that true heads, no. Be like, ah, yeah, that punishing, punishing Daredevil like <laughs> like that. But no, Daredevil is, is actually one of my favorite comics at the moment. I get wow. genuinely excited at the idea of reading. I've got issue seven in my car. My car, the first in one, the trunk. Yeah, in the trunk. Along with your 10 million pops. Gonna run, it, run in and pull it out, and I'm not in that way. <laughs> he will be disappointed that my issue number seven is what I'm pulling out. Right, um, I need a piss. I'm totally trolling Ben Allen. Why? What are you saying? Well, you put, you put up on the Facebook, like... I'm about to record a new episode of the podcast. What should JB and I talk about? Comment below and we'll give you a shout out on the show. So Ben's commented, is there any manga you'd be willing to check out? Oh, fucking hell. So I've put, does John Wick Chapter 2 count? <laughs> because, mate, I watched that the other day. That's, it felt like I was watching a manga. There's just the, the imagery and the, the tone and the way it's shot. And the, it, the even the dialogue, it's very manga. It's such a... I felt like I was watching... What's the... Um, uh, Ghost in the Machine. Is that what it's called? The one which... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I Ghost, felt like... Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell, sorry. God, exactly. Yeah, this to is to be it, honest, this that's is... the only, like... Well, it's anime, isn't it? Because it's animated. But is it, it? it's a manga too, isn't it? It must be. See, this is how little we know about that area. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not even going to try and get into that. Batman Damned, issue three. The final Damned finally is, come out. Is that the final Damned? Have you not read it yet? No, I've okay. literally picked it up. They said to me, I got the look of Domino, just walked in, it was the only one there, and just went boom, picked it up. So I've been collecting the Jim Lee variants. You got the regular ones? I got the regular one. Yeah. I've got the so, regulars. Yeah, I mean, we've discussed Dams in depth, and the whole... We feel like you know, it's a mixed bag of nuts, don't we? Like, there's bits we like, and there's bits we don't very much don't right. like. First off, the art is incredible. Yeah, we love Absolutely that. Absolutely incredible. Um, Zatanna appears in this and that page is insane you'll know when you see it um, but that's as far as it goes for me to, to me though it's it's worth the cover price for the art alone because it's lovely big format mm. and it is just gorgeous I mean Lieber Mayo fucking killing it I thought it was an interesting concept but I didn't like that particular style of storytelling Okay. You'll see what I mean when you read issue three, because okay. it all sort of comes together. Well, we didn't like the particular style of storytelling in issue one because we were like, 
we, until it reveals its slight spoiler for issue one, Constantine, the narrating, we were like, well, who's narrating? And because we don't know who, how hard is that from a reader's point of view to grasp the tone of what they're saying? And we actually, I think we agreed, we had to go, oh, for fuck's sake, go back and read it again. Yeah, well, when you've, not in a good way. when you've read issue three, you'll want to go back and reread the entire run. Well, I'll say entire, it's only fucking three issues. But you'll want to read it again for it to make sense. Right. Because... Um, it's not linear. I prefer a more linear story. Telling. I do. I, I'm a um, linear man. So you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna like this either. Um, yeah, the, the way the issue two finishes, um, it doesn't pick up straight off that. You know the way that um, he's choking Harley, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I started reading issue three, and I was like, "What did did I miss an issue? How did issue two finish?" I had to go and pick up issue two. Go on to the last few pages and go, no, I was right. That's how issue two finished. Because it had been so long as well. I was yeah, questioning yeah. myself. So I eventually got to the end of issue three and I was like, okay, I'm going to need to listen to some commentary on this. So I listened to Batforce Radio. They talked to Bermejo about it um, in a very candid interview. I will recommend you listening to it because he he pulls no punches and basically trash talks DC. He's leaving DC. Right, for the way he's been treated over this comic. He's going to Marvel, yeah. Um, which I can't wait to see what he does at Marvel, mm. because his art is phenomenal. Um, yeah, Did he send me, that, send me the link to that podcast? I will. He's podcast. been treated badly by DC. We kind of hinted that we thought that anyway, didn't we? Yeah. Um, so basically, he had to change the ending of issue two, because originally it was meant to be sex with Harley, rather than like... Um, choking her like some sort of Batman has sex with Harley this is the thing it'll make more sense in issue 3 once you read it right okay I want to say things aren't quite what they seem right okay (laughs) okay 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 okay. that's all I'm saying Um, so originally it was meant to be a bit bit more news obviously because of Batwang in issue (laughs) 1 Batwang completely off the table (laughs) so when he when issue 1 of Batman Dam came out a new head of DC was brought in that day, so it was really bad timing. Yeah. She'd come from a Disney background. Oh, so when she saw all this fucking bat dick thing all over the news, she was like, right, what the fuck have I come into here? Mm. This needs to stop. And, you know, Azarella and Bermejo were arguing their case, saying, look, this was black label, this is what it was meant to be. You know, explicit, no holes barred, but they're having to tone it back because of that. So he's had to tweak a lot in these comics, which... You know, once you try and rein someone's original idea in and water it down, it's not going to be. No, it's you know, not. It, it should have been told how it wanted to be told. So obviously that was holding him back. Um, he also um, discussed an experience that he had with. He didn't say who, but someone high up at DC. Um, it was at the Titans premiere. Mm. He was there with him. Issue one of Dan had just sold out, and he came to this guy. He was like, oh issue one sold out let's do a second printing and these are the words that were said back to him don't be so greedy he what? said don't be don't be greedy about a second print basically but it's sold out yeah so you know it's like they always want to cover the tracks of it yeah so um, yeah I mean listen to that episode of Batforce Radio oh well to to see the whole story behind it because it's very interesting. Um, Seems like damned by name, damned by nature, this comic. 
Yeah, basically. Didn't stand much of a chance. Um, right, let's talk about um, another DC black label book, issue one of Last Night on Earth. You've not read it yet, you've just picked it up. Literally, I was going to save this for the trade. I thought, there's no chance I'm ever going to get a chance to pick this up. It's really been hyped up to shit. It'll be, I'll just wait yeah. till trade, and I just walked in, and there it was staring at me in the, in the comic shop. I was like, how the fuck is there still an issue of this left? Because it wasn't that great. Oh, really? It was okay. I mean, it's the dream team back together, Snyder and Capullo. I know, but Snyder, sometimes Snyder's in... <laughs> there's, some, there's something about the name Snyder that really... Like, they have flashes... It's a dirty of, word. They have flashes of genius, but they're caught amongst, in their own ego, as it were. And that, that, yeah. that was my fear on this. Book. I mean, I thought it was a bit of an old man Logan rip-off. That's, um, that's, that's all I'm saying. That's what's in right now, though, isn't it? Old Man Logan came back. Old, uh, Logan came out as an actual fucking film. You've got Old Man Quill. Old Lady Harley was a tongue-in-cheek version of it. I feel there's been an Old Man Hawkeye. Um, I just feel like that's that's the kind of way we're going at the moment. With These characters are so old. I mean, the art was fantastic. I'll give it that. Um, but, eh, it was okay. Okay. Um... I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on it. I can't wait now. Fucking again, it's um, thrilling. <laughs> it's it, it's a, it's a weird concept. It's a very snide concept. And, well, I'm kind of. I've got you, a, you, you've not read the preview now. Not. Uh, I just think there's a fucking head in a jar. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we'll talk about it once you once you've read it. Right. Um, let's talk about something that you have read. Heroes in Christ issue nine, final issue. Now this has been a bit of a roller coaster. I think we've both been on the same path. We loved it at the start, and then the wheels just went off towards the end. I thought the story was a jumbled mess. Um, but I loved the art. I thought the art was great. Did That's you, the only thing yeah, that saved it then, for me. The, but they, even in this last issue, the art, the halfway, about three issues ago, didn't we lose one artist? Well, yeah, man. It is noticeable. Clayman came back on for this last one, which I really, you know, I love his stuff. He's. He's probably going to be my artist of the year. Um, I love his. I mean, look at that splash page with Harley Ugh. and Poison Ivy. Beautiful stuff. Um, but yeah, Tom King, man. I mean, is he Marty McFly? Did you see that meme that I made? Yeah, is, 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 it, is it too much for us? Will we look back and be like, oh, yeah. this was clever? I mean, it, it's I'm, weird. It's weird, man, because now we've got two flashes. I don't know. I, I was. Is it the problem with time travel? Is it? It is all very confusing. Um, yeah. I kind of that bit at the end. You're still running. I didn't really know what that meant. Is that I've, I'm not one with the flash force. What does that mean? Yeah, it went out with a whimper rather than a bang, in my opinion. Mm. Like, um, it is. It's. It's a shame because it was. It was a really good. Started off like a really good. Con- no, it reminded me of. Um, the final series of Peter Capaldi's Doctor Who when they were all two-parters and the first part of each two-parter was brill and was a great setup, and then the second part was always like they didn't know how to go from that setup. it was just like that so you've not read issue 2 of Deceased yet no I've actually I've got that one very good that, that variant um, I'm looking forward to it very, I picked up number good. 3 today this is actually one of my favourite books to read monthly now it's um Tom Taylor, fucking killing it, man. Love it. All the Toms. Um, Spider-Man Life Story issue four. Oh! You've read it, yeah? Yes. Okay, so I've loved this series from the get-go. 
Um, wasn't as hot on issue four. It's probably my least favorite so far. What? Um, the 90s. I mean, I that, loved that, it. The art and story still still killing it. Um, it just didn't have that same. I mean, you've you've read the 80s one with Craven in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, like it, it that that moment was like a wow moment for me with the Craven. In in this one, it didn't have that moment. Um, it deals. Are you kidding with... me? I loved the idea of Doc Ock accidentally killing Osborne. That in fact he was a cl- he's been a clone the entire time. But then that's a that's a red herring. Yeah, it, it, it deal... the goblin. I loved it all of it. it I was really the... on the on the edge of this. It deal with the nineties clone thing in the best way I think it could. Yeah, like my least favorite part of Spider Man lore. You know, is that that's was... probably why I didn't like it as much because the whole clone thing. I mean, I know the clones were in. Uh, was it the seventies or the eighties? Yeah, there's a seven, uh, 80s clone, I think, as well. With Gwen Stacy. Yeah. But this one was like heavy clonage. And I, at one point, I was like, w- "Which one am I reading? The real Peter, or do you know? What I mean, that's the only negative I'll say because everything else was was awesome." I just like I I loved it when he just went and revisited Norman Osborn and he just goes absolutely fucking mad. No, I really love this. Again, it reminded me of. I felt like I was reading, maybe where Raimi's Spider Man would have gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. In some weird twisted way. Like I know that he killed Norman Osborn, so that couldn't possibly happen. Yeah. And I know that there was never a clone story, but there was something really Raimi ish about this, yeah. which works when you talk about the nineties because yeah. I think that's what. Yeah. Even though Spider Man came, Raimi Spider Man came out in the early two thousands, did it? Yeah. Yeah, I f- it feels because of how old we are and how dated stuff has become. I think even that's that's almost like even a reference to yeah, Spider Man exactly, Three. That's exactly what I cover. thought on the cover. Him looking at his reflection and the reflection is something see, different as well. Yeah, I just see the uh, the black suit in the reflection yeah. there. I, I mean, the covers are fantastic. And the, the crack, you know, the cracks are starting to show to appear. You know, because that could be a web, and then it could be a building. There's a lot of it, it's very good, very very good. The symbolism on that cover alone is just fabulous. Ah, oh, symbolism, love it. Um, let's move on to Umbrella Academy issue 7 the final issue of Umbrella Academy which we can't talk about because you've not read it mate oh this is one of the most annoying things I ordered that off Forbidden Planet oh yeah with all these other comics yeah it's the only one still not to arrive I got an email yesterday to say it's been dispatched that's weird because I ordered this from Forbidden Planet also I honestly everything arrived well I pre-ordered it did you pre-order I don't know Probably, I, I probably know, got the first I think I did pre-order, but I either way, it, um, the only t- it said there's going to be two deliveries. One is going to be the bulk. The second one is going to be um, one of the. I think it was Spider-Man Life Story. Weirdly, um, that's going to come separately with Umbrella Academy. I thought, okay, not a problem, not not an issue at all. They must have uh, been out of stock with it then, I guess. Yeah, but um, yeah. I'd like to discuss this once you've read it because there's a big twist at the end. Oh, that is like, oh, cool. Okay, Jared's back on track. I can't wait for volume four. Yeah. Oh, there's gonna be volume four. Oh yeah. Oh um, yes. Okay, good. Goody beans. Yeah, it's it's a very good ending actually. It, it makes me want to reread the whole thing. Definitely. Okay. Very good. Uh, Shazam issue six continues to be brilliant. Have you right. re- read this one? Is this the one where she makes the reveal at the end? She makes the reveal. At she the reveals end. at the end that they're superheroes. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, look at that final page. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've oh, done, I, mate, I got Dale the, Eaglesham. I got fucking the, love you, man. I got the variant. Look at that. I got the variant, dude. I'm getting both every time now. I don't care. I want to support this book in whichever way I can, and I buy the the regular cover and variant for every issue. No, it's very. It's, it is. I feel like I'm watching the sequel. Like it's I'm so in the cinema. Good. I'm watching the sequel happen. It's so good, Jeff Johns, man. He won my Writer of the Year last year for Chris's Comics. Uh, do we give it a name? Awards? Awards. Comics Awards. The CCAs. And I'm pretty sure he's going to win it again this year because he's just fucking boss. So what did he win it for last year? What did he win Well, it's year? Doomsday Clark. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why he's kept it going, isn't it? So he can, <laughs> he can just get, sneak that award twice on the row. We, we see you, Jeff Johns. We see you. <laughs> I also am carrying on reading Fantastic Four. Loving it. Um, issue 10 was a War of the Realms tie-in, which I'm not reading. And still not reading any tie-ins. Although they it, didn't, been... it didn't really matter, to be honest, man. All, all that matters is, like, there's some destruction on Earth, and it's, like, Thor people, Asgardian people. You know, it's like, okay, they just muck in, you know, and it's just, like, a bit of destruction. Um, Dan Slot, Paco Medina, uh, Fun Romp, absolutely loving it. L- Luena, what's she called? D- Devil Dinosaurs... Mate, the little Moon Girl. Yeah, yeah. Forgot how do I say her name? Luna Lun- Lunella. Lunella. I love her, she's great. She was in it. Um there was a lot of focus on Franklin and Valeria, you know, the the children. Uh, they're coming into it more, which is really cool. Um great book. None of it feels forced either. It's very like organic. Characters are really well written. And the art's great. Loving the story so far. Mm. I think it's a return to form for Slot, definitely. It's great stuff. If you're a fan of the Fantastic Four, yeah. you're going to love it. Yeah. I've got signed Dan Slot issue one up there. I know, I can see Variant. How do you get that signed? Collections. I got it from Forbidden Planet website. He must have done a signing for them and they oh, were just selling them. How much was that? Dude, it was reduced from like something stupid. I got it super cheap. So I'm made up with that. What the fuck? And it's a rare variant, so it's a Forbidden Planet variant. Yes. Um, right next to my signed... Yeah, Marv first, Wolfman. First appearance of uh, Nightwing, Marv Wolfman. Yeah. Um, I've also been reading some. Um, yeah, speaking of Dan Slot, Amazing Spider Man, Spider Island. Oh, I'm starting that. that. That's going to be my next one. How weird is that? I've literally got that at home on my pile. As soon as I'm through any single issues, that's going to be my next trade. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, I, I'd say it's an essential Spider-Man read. Oh, they do make a lot of reference to it. That's why yeah. I'm on for it. There's, lo- there's been a load of time to take spider Island. and I'm going, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, because it was set before Superior. Um, really cool book. A blast from start to finish. It was a joyful storyline. The masterclass of Humberto Ramos as well. Just like the best art. Love it. Um, oh, oh, it's probably I'm reading Punisher, and I just still don't get why he's drawn like a warm potato. Like, <laughs> it's actually it's picked up again. I said like if it gets a bit loosey goosey, I'm going to drop it off. But it's it's actually gotten really good again. And funnily enough, it's one of the only runs where it's not gone randomly. Oh, you know, like um, all these other books have gone. The next issue is a War of the Realms issue. There is a War of the Realms Punisher. It is a separate comic. You, right. is, whoever's right, I can't remember who's writing Punisher has just clearly gone fuck you and not putting a, a, a stop in my story for you to do yeah. War of the Realms, which it, as it should be, I'd rather yeah. they do that. Th- th- this is the problem with Marvel comic events. 
I mean, it's going to happen with absolute carnage as well, unfortunately. You know, Amazing Spider-Man's going to tie in, Miles is going to tie in. Well, I'm kind of, I'm open to that because I've just read that and I am a little more yeah. excited for that. But, definitely. like, Immortal Hulk's going to tie into it also. It's like, why? It's not a Spider-Man book, you mm. know. This is where DC have got it right. They do events, you know, metal, all right, metal tied in. That was a bad example. Um, metal didn't tie you know, that much, did it? There wasn't, there wasn't, like... The, the, there was like I mean, you mean, yeah it was all the Bat family oh no there was there was Flash and all sorts wasn't there yeah but for example like they've got Doomsday Clock going on that's not tying in mm. it's in canon but it's not tying in with any of the yeah. books that are coming out you know you've got an Elseworld thing with Deceased um, you know the, the, the events that they bring out they tend not to disrupt the main runs yeah yeah definitely so yeah, speaking of DC, I've been reading some nineties Catwoman randomly, you know, because I've been going through my old yeah, yeah, Batman yeah. stuff. And reading oh, I finally saw you've been reading fucking New Fifty Two Batman as well, you little bitch. Yes, I read Court of Owls. It was fantastic. And I've been telling you for yeah. years, you piece of shit. <laughs> but Jesus. dude, it's just been getting round to it. But now oh. I'm, I'm going full into my Batman collection. Yes. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that in a second, actually. But yeah, nineties Catwoman didn't really do much for me. Love the art by Jim Ballant, though. Like, he's a classic, classic Batman artist. Love his stuff. Um, what else have I been reading? Uh, oh, yeah, Paul Dini did a stint on Detective Comics in 2007. Did he? A co-creator of Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, like, some Zatanna stuff in it. It was really good. Loved it. It was um, post-Hush. All right. So he did, like, a Thomas Elliott story in that as well. It was actually really good. Um but yeah, going back to what we were just talking about, Cut of Owls, um, yeah, loved it, and I got a message off Daniel Cox, the Cox question. Yeah, oh, the Cox um, question. He yeah. said that he read Volume 1 of New 52, which was your recommendation, yeah. and Volume 1 of Rebirth, which was my recommendation. He said he much preferred your recommendation of Cut yes! of Owls. So he's carrying on with Snyder's run. Yes! And I get it, I get it. It's a very, very strong book. Very strong start. What can I say? I know the Cox. Well, speaking of Cox, we actually have another Cox question. Oh, go on. So, um... I'm enjoying these. Let me read uh, what he sent to me. He said, he has two important questions. Number one, Spider-Man, where to start? (laughs) <laughs> always love Spider-Man but there's so many places to start and number two have you watched Aquaman yet because it's awesome <laughs> answer to number two no because I'm not spending money to watch it I'll watch it on Netflix when it comes on mate watch it it's good I will when it's, it's free it's actually fun though it's a fun movie alright alright like I keep telling you like even <laughs> know, Gaz likes it that's probably why he's mentioned it <laughs> it's, I don't understand right, so number one Spider-Man this is a hard one. It is a very hard one. For example, what I said before, my first exposure to Spider-Man comics was issue one of Seth MacFarlane, not Seth MacFarlane, it's Family Guy, Todd MacFarlane. That's what I said to you. You said Seth MacFarlane oh, before. Sorry, I went, what? The same Seth MacFarlane? And you finished my sentiment, that did spawn. Yeah, I went, uh, oh, right. and in my head I was thinking, oh, I feel like a dick. I thought that was a guy who did Family Guy. Sorry, Freudian slip. So it's, it's Todd, Todd I knew it was Todd MacFarlane, you yeah, fucking yeah. tit. So Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man issue one was my first exposure, mm. and that was not a good start because it put me off Spider-Man comics because it was weird and dark and scary when I was a kid. Right. Um, but I mean, yeah, where do you start with Spider-Man? <sighs> Amazing Fantasy fifteen. 
you know what I mean? The or- the best origin story of all time. Mm. You can find it digitally everywhere, you know. Um, you know, read that because that's your essential origin. And then I'd say move on to. Oh God, I don't know. Um, I know where I'd go. Go on. Because I'm just going from me. I t- Spider-Man is so in law, like so in the, our culture that you you know the story of Spider-Man. You I know, know what you're going to say. You know what you're going to say. Your first exposure to Spider-Man comics, yeah, which was Superior Spider-Man yes, by Dan Slott. I think that's okay. the correct way because it almost no, take, it's not the correct. Way. It is because take it like take it like how you've just accepted Spider-Man into the MCU. You just you we haven't seen Uncle Ben die. We haven't seen the Spider Bite. There's been no explanation. We just know who Spider-Man is. So why just get if you pick this book up, it's a very different take on it. Um, it also it's it's a version of Spider Man you haven't seen before. The you also get to get you get a full Spider Man story, and then it leads on nicely to the next run of Spider Man after that, which you could then hop onto. So it's like a bit of a it's a bit of everything, but if yeah. you, it's not the purest way to do it. But I found it was from someone who was looking for somewhere to start on Spider-Man. Yeah. It was a clear chapter. It's almost like a regeneration of a Doctor. Like you could start at the if where do you start with Doctor Who? Do you start in the sixties? Do you start in the two thousands? Or do you just start when a new Doctor appears on screen? Christopher Eccleston. Exactly. There you go. That's what I mean. But I mean, I agree to, to an extent. I mean, it's 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 a really good run, um, but the run that it leads into after that, when Peter comes back and it's Dan Slott's Iron Man version of of Spider Man. Was it though? It wasn't. No, it's great. Just, Parker Industries. Like, Parker, no, Parker Industries was the run after that. Where it's it's uh, it goes into the, uh, the look of look, the Parker look. Oh yeah, yeah. It goes right, into well, that, that was, one. That was a very brief volume. That was like the shortest was volume it? three ever. Um, yeah, because it was that weird thing. Um, well, then... But, well, yeah, I mean... I mean, I'd say maybe avoid the Parker Industries one because that wasn't the best, but... It was weird. It, I didn't have a problem with it. It was just right, weird. I, I'd say start with Amazing Fantasy fifteen because that's the origin, and as a Spider-Man fan, you just need to read that anyway because it's a brilliant piece of, of art in general and history. Um then I'd say if you want a bit of taste of, of classic Spider-Man, read Spider-Man Blue, because that gives you a feel for his early cast of characters, his relationship with Gwen Stacy, the introduction of Mary Jane. Mm. That's a really good summary of classic Spidey. Then move on to something completely different, which is Craven's Last Hunt, very dark, gritty Spider-Man. So you're getting a taste of both both worlds there. And then maybe move on to Superior Spider-Man. I was actually going to say, read Craven's Last Hunt, and then read... Um, Nick no, Spencer's read, read the first <laughs> the first volume of Nick Spencer's Spy- Amazing Spider-Man run. Ooh, yeah. Read the first volume, the first six issues, then go and read Craven's Last Hunt, because I'll get you the darker, and then carry on your Nick Spencer run, and I think you'll find that extremely satisfying. Yeah, I've fact, yeah, I've got an even more cohesive one, right? Oh, go on. After you've read Superior, skip Parker Industries and everything yeah, you really can all together, and just jump straight onto Nick Spencer's run. This is literally <laughs> more or less what I yeah. did. I, I, only, I dropped Parker yeah. Industries. I mean, the only thing job. you need to know is, um, you know, sp- spoilers for the end of 
Dan Slot's run, but Flash Thompson dies. Mm. So that's the only thing that you really would need to know about, you know, starting expenses run because that's reference, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of known Flash dies. Yeah. Now it's like modern. So so do that and let us know how you get on. But yeah, I definitely say read Spider Man Blue because that's great. I need. I keep meaning to read that. I always forget about that. And once you've done all that, mm. read Chip Zdarsky's Spider-Man Life Story. Yeah. Because that is a wonderful alternate take on Spider-Man in real time. And I love it. It's great stuff. Speaking of Spider-Man, let's get round to talking about this, finally. Oh, this isn't... To be fair, this is a good place to have a bit of fun with Spider-Man as well, isn't it? Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine by Jason Aaron. Recommended by me. Yeah, without me even fucking knowing. You bought this, mate. Well, you got it. You got it gifted to you and then gave it to me, right? Because mm. you weren't keen on the look of it. Let's be honest. I thought I, I literally. I'll tell you what I wasn't keen on. It was simply that it was Wolverine, and it is an X Men, and I'm not really an X Men. An X Men. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Pageman. Yeah, the pint, the Pageman, and the X Men. Um, I just didn't. I, I was looking for a present for you. And I just saw this and went, well, this is perfect. It's Wolverine and Spider-Man. I know you like X-Men. I know you like Spider-Man. This would be perfect. And didn't even remotely think... Like, I hadn't heard of it, so I didn't mm. think a thing of it. I even when I gave it to you, you were confused. Like, when the fuck did this yeah, happen? Yeah, I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. Those are two of my favourite characters. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, t- dude, I was blown away by this book. I think this is Jason Aaron's best work. I mean, the sense of humour in it, the witty banter... It's light, it's funny, it's off-kilter. You've uh, said before, though, he's, he's like up and down, isn't he? Yeah, but this is I think it's his best work. Mm. I loved it. I thought the character dialogue was fantastic, and they're a really good odd couple put together. Yeah, they are. Um, lots of interesting visuals from Adam Kubert. I thought his work was fantastic. Yeah, like, I, mean, I feel like I can open any page on this, and it's just great. So that that page that you've just opened there was the uh, double page spread of Wolverine standing in front of the planet. Who is that planet again? It's your favorite character. It's dude. Doom. No, Planet uh, Doom. Oh, it's Planet Doom, yeah, isn't yeah. it? But so, it's, again, an alternative take on the uh, what's his name, Ego, the Living Planet. Yes. Except now it's Doom, the Living Planet. But um, that when that was printed in single issue form, that was actually a four page fold out. Oh, was Hence it? That's why it's printed a bit weirdly. Yeah, because it's got like these bars on the top. And yeah, the it's got like a white. Border. Oh, so you opened it uh, like a butterfly. It's like a four-page spread, and oh, right. yeah. Um, I thought that Cubit's work just brought the story alive and really captured the emotions. Loved it. Um, favorite parts included Wolverine inventing beer. Yeah, loved that. <laughs> uh, Cowboy Spider-Man shooting webs from his guns. Um, the bedazzler scene when they come back with the like all the diamonds Wolverine's got them on his claws Spider-Man's got them on his costume yeah the rest of them as wrestlers I liked that going back yeah. to when Sp- Spider-Man was just a wrestler um, no. yeah it was essentially some sort of weird wacky Doctor Who adventure with the both of them hopping from dimension to dimension and timeline to timeline um, um, don't want to give away who the bad guy is, but that, like... Well, yeah, let's spoil it. With, I mean, this is a book club, Okay, you know? it's, it's three, uh, So Mojo is the bad guy. Yeah, I loved that. It was Mojo. Yeah, and I'm I not the biggest Mojo fan, but that was just fit perfectly. And he's, he's amazingly insane in this. He yeah. does not give a shit. Um, he just, he's so vicious and vile, and it, it's brilliant to see a, a bad guy just being this 
horrendously evil just for this. It's like almost evil for evil's sake, but he's he's not. It's very meta as well. It's all it's. It has like remnants. I when I was reading, sometimes I kind of got Deadpool slash Howard the Duck feels on yeah. some of the references it was making to itself and its own. Like the three bad guys all stood round, like realizing, like him coming back and going, "He's about to cut off your." Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot. Sorry, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it was really good. There's lo- loads yeah. of stuff like that. The um, the the Phoenix Force gets yeah. involved. Yeah. It's just everything. Oh, mate, there's, just... there's so much that happens in here. And what's the weirdest part is I never hear Spider-Man, I don't know if you do it from the X-Men side of it, they never talk about it. It's never referenced. It doesn't go, oh, no. like my time I'm travelling with Wolverine through <laughs> all this and that, and I saw this and that. It's just, you think, even, in, does it get, men- have you read Spider-Verse? Oh yeah, many times. Does over. it get mentioned in Spider Verse? No, no. Exactly. No. What the fuck? Well, you've got <laughs> a ton of content here to draw from. I mean, that is all right. We'll talk about cons. Um, yeah, I thought it was a bit aimless at times. Um, a bit silly, maybe. And I didn't but, get. Mm, I didn't get silly. But if I had to have a pointless, th- uh, pointless. If I had to have a con, I was kind of. I could predict that the woman would be a nothing. But it's a red herring. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, it, I loved the bittersweet ending. I mean, it was probably more effective than it should have been. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. it's, I feel like he should be sort of hung up on this girl that he's, you know, like. He he's, barely he's knows. Essentially... But he thinks he knows because it's almost like a river song where he's, he's travelled through yeah, time yeah, yeah, and yeah. built her up so much and seen her in visions so much that like, he thinks she's. Some kind of special thing, and it turns out no, it, it, it's just it's just the fabric of your mind, and the, you're you're not meant to. Ta- that's not how time works. You, your mind's not meant not meant to go unlinear, and that's what you've fallen in love with a total stranger who isn't special and doesn't even know who the fuck you are and doesn't care. It was it was I loved that I loved that about it. It was unpredictable, which again is something that's really it was weird, like a really bizarre moments in it. I loved all the alternative versions of characters that like we said we had yeah, the Planet Doom yeah. there's the, like this robot devil dinosaur um, what's the, um, the the orb appears in it as well which I like the orb oh yeah he was in um, Original Sin I like the orb I just don't know anything about him I just like the way he looks it's a pretty cool look yeah. I, felt, I felt like that's what they were going to go for in um, Suicide Squad Oh right! I thought that you know we went back in the in the film and they were all wearing eyes on their heads. I thought yeah. it was like an orb look. I like the alternative artwork that's done in it as well to depict different things. It's it is one of the best books that I wish I'd never given away. <laughs> yeah, I mean to summarize, I'd say it's a must-have. It's a fun book and a must-read for Spider-Man fans, definitely. I think if you're into, I don't. Yeah, it's it's a weird one as well. Like I'm not the biggest fan of X-Men. Uh, it didn't matter didn't matter at all and I yeah. think it's vice versa if you're like oh Spider-Man I'm not really keen on him it won't matter if you like if you prefer your Wolverine read it for the for Wolverine and vice versa but yeah there's such a random fucking run that no one ever talks about yeah dead Great, odd isn't it? dead odd astonishing some would say <laughs> and on that note I guess we should wrap things up we've been talking for a while um, yeah so anything you want to plug before we leave um, I want to use this as a platform to give you a bit of a exclusive. We have a new member of the team at Talk Nerd UK. 
His name is Mike Raffone because I'm sick of the hissing noise on the mic that I've been currently using. So I've got. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I send you a bit of feedback now and again, and it's always the pod was really good, but it sounded like shit. Like- <laughs> yeah, like it's always it's, it's like one out of every three sounds like shit, and like that's when I start messing with the dials and trying to get. Because something just happens, but if I have more than one mic, it hisses a little bit. And then on the last one, on this, honestly, honest to God, I had the headphones in. There was no hissing. I even turned to guys and went, I fixed it. There is no hissing at all on this multiple mic. And then played it back at the end at the most hiss I've ever had. Yeah, and it I, wasn't in the headphones. Honestly, my, I listened to it in my car and I, I was like, oh, God, it's so loud, like that hissing. I know, it's so bad. It sounds like... It, it's, it's it sounds no, like you've recorded it on a tape deck and on 90s. a vinyl or something. <laughs> so we got um, we got one of that. I've got one of them. Blue Yeti. I got a Blue Yeti. Oh, in lovely. Called Mike, and I'll be using that from now on. So prepare for completely hissless, um, completely hissless pods from Brilliant. now on. And maybe maybe you can bring it here when we pod here. And I can plug it in and we can have a mic each rather than doing... Yeah, that's what I mean. That'd be, that, yeah, we yeah. should get like mic stands and do this real professional and have it near our mouths so we get <laughs> prime audio quality. I'd like the uh, the little motion you made for near your mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was definitely a dick-sucking motion. I don't think you realise that. Um, yeah, so just go www.talknerdy.uk um, and go to the Facebook page at Talknerdy UK for everything and yeah there's just loads of stuff on there especially my Spider-Man review which I've been getting lots of people feedback to me that they were surprised at my oh, really? Spider-Man review which I won't review I won't reveal anything here uh-huh. cool well um, as far as plugs go for me uh, go check out uh, my Instagram is at Chris's Comics Podcast also got a Facebook page go and give that a like and you can listen to all the past episodes at com, or you can find the show on iTunes um, all the links are on um, the Instagram page follow my personal Instagram as well at Chris J Wakefield the J stands for jizz yeah no <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's that's about it yeah I think we've covered a lot on this podcast we have it's been good it's been good no it has and we'll be back again at some point Um and remember remember what I'm a womble Remember, remember
Bye.